Welcome to the Full Armor of Game, episode 19, The Evil Nature of Women, starring Czar of Dating and the Texting Prince. Now, before you guys start losing your cool, oh, the evil nature of women, what do you mean? Listen, we love women. Me and Adam love women. We want you guys to love women. But at the same time, you have to understand that women are biologically hardwired to do certain things that men don't do. And that's all due to one hormone, testosterone. We'll break that down for you guys. We know how women can be evil. We know how men can be evil, but we're both evil in different ways. You bring the crowns and heads of conquered kings to my city steps. You insult my queen. You threaten my people with slavery and death. First, we want to start with an email response. We have an email that Anthony sent me and the texting prince. We're going to break this down for you guys. So listen up. You're going to learn a lot, especially for you younger guys that listen to us and tune into our podcast. Hey, man, huge fan of yours. Just wanted your take on this. In my class at college, I thought a girl was pretty. I talked to her for a few weeks, and we went on a date last weekend. We went to a movie theater, hooked up in my car for a while, and both had fun. After I dropped her off, she immediately texted me saying, text me when you get home safe, which is usually a good sign of interest after the first date. However, after a week had gone by, I suggested a second date and immediately got rejected. She said she would rather just stay friends. Ooh, ooh. What does this likely mean? I obviously know that you do not know her or me personally, so you cannot give a conclusive analysis just by this email of me explaining to you what happened. But you seem to be right about a lot of relationship stuff when it comes to girls around the ages of 19 to 23. So we're talking about a college girl here. Could it be that I was bad at hooking up? Or is it that girls in college just simply want to have fun? Please be as brutally honest as you want. I promise I can take the heat if it is necessary. Let me know what you think. I would really appreciate it. And we give you nothing but the brutal truth here. We're brutally honest. So you better be able to handle it. Okay, Adam, go ahead. Yeah, um, I just like he said, when the girl sends the let me know you got home safe text, that's a good sign to start with, like he, you know, acknowledge because a big mistake a lot of guys do. And this is what I was taught growing up was to be a respectful man is you should be sending the text of, hey, let me know when you got home safe and all that. But I teach guys not to send that because you want her to be wondering, you want her to be in that kind of chasing mode and you're doing your own things. You got busy things going on with your life. So that's a good start when she mentioned that. And what I would be curious about is what he did in this week beforehand to when he asked her out again. Was he checking in with her? Was he saying, hey, I had such a great time. I'd really love to spend more time with you. Because when he mentioned, do girls just like to have fun? Yes, especially younger women like to have fun and they don't want 
their freedom taken away. A woman's freedom, she doesn't want to be it taken away from a man. She wants to give her freedom to a man that she's really interested in, but it has to be her idea. So in this scenario, I would be very curious of how did he respond when she said, hope you got home safe? How did he check in with her? And how did he go about trying to set up the next date? Because if you get a girl, if you're coming off confident, whatever, and hooking up and she, you thought that you both had a good time. Um, well, at what point did you cave a little? Did you show any weakness? Did you let her know that you need her more than she needs you? Because that, especially with younger women, is going to get her to go, oh, I already have this guy. I'm ready to move on. I just want to be friends. This guy was not how I thought he was when we were hooking up. So be very, you got to be very careful about how you play it after hanging out with a woman that you're not giving her the power, not showing her that she has you won over. How would you respond, Adam, when a girl says, after the first date, text me when you get home safe? Me, uh, I probably I probably wouldn't respond that night. Neither I would, would I. probably respond sometime the next day, the next morning. I would say, yeah, I had a good time. Um, hope you have a good week. Something really short like that. Because then, again, if I know she sent that text, she's probably interested in me at that point. And so I'm giving her that acknowledgement the next day, the next morning, maybe the next afternoon, but I'm not trying to then drum up conversation and immediately ask her out. I'm just being like, yeah, I had a good time with you. It's fun getting to know you. Hope you have a good week. And then I'm leaving that open for her now to come back to me later in the week. And that's when I could set up another date when she's actually came back in and she says something like, hey, I want to see you again. I don't want to be the guy that goes hey, I want to see you again before she does. I want her to come up with that idea. And then I smoothly transition that into a date. I, would, I wouldn't respond either, like you said. If a girl says, text me when you get home so I know you made it home safe, I'm not even responding. I'm not texting her at all. What I like to do now at the end of the date, especially after you guys hooked up, you know the sexual chemistry is there, your attitude has to match this text. So I'll tell a girl at the end of the night before we part ways, send me nudes when you get home so I know you made it home safely. And I'll give her a cheeky smile. And you'll be surprised how many girls actually send you nudes when you say that even though you were only teasing. So it's an alpha way of sending a girl that same text that beta males always send like I used to back in the day. Oh, text me when you get home so I know you made it home safely. Flip it. Send me nudes when you get home so I know you made it home safely. That's more of a bold alpha text. Like, who gives a fuck? Right? Wow, this dude is different. But he failed because, number one, you went to the movie theater as the first date. You never do that. Number two, you were hooking up in the car for a while and both of you had fun. Why didn't you seal the deal? Why didn't you seal the deal? A girl gets ready for you guys. She gets all her waxing done. She does the whole lotion she gets her hair done right her skin is smooth she wh whatever they get done their makeup is is dolled up so they want you to seal the deal especially when you're hooking up with her she probably had buyer's remorse and this used to happen to me all the time back in the day because i wouldn't try pushing for anything further than hooking up with her she got buyer's remorse she probably thought ah you know what i'd rather have him as a friend he's too passive he could have sealed the deal that night, but no, it's just uh, he might be looking for a relationship.
And yeah, what and do we always tell you, right? A relationship starts with a sexual relationship first, not the other way around. If you slept with her, guarantee you she would have at least hung out with you a second time if you played it cool, like Adam told you to. Yeah, and this is a good example, too, of where you get both types of game from Zara and I, because Zara and I are in different situations. Like He's more direct than a lot of things, and we have a guy in our upcoming coaching program who it has a kind of high status job in his community where he doesn't want to come off as creepy or come off as, you know, too overt to a woman. He doesn't want to get a bad reputation. I was the same way when I grew up, you know, and I was a elementary school teacher in my area. So I had to be more careful about things. So like Zar saying the send the nudes thing, that's that bold assertive one. If you don't have to worry about your job or something like that, that's the way you go about it. I may say something different because I don't want to, ruin my public reputation and guys that are in those situations might not want to ruin a public reputation. So that's when I might say something like, send me a cute pic that, it, you know, that will be arrived at my phone when I'm home or send me a cute, wake me up tomorrow morning with a cute pic. And I'll say it like that, a cute pic. And I'll let her lead with whether she wants to be sexual or not. So that I have plausible deniability. She can't call me a creep and some creepy guy in the Oh, this is a teacher in our schools. And I don't. So depending on your circumstances and all that, you can approach it in different ways. But the whole underlying principle is the same as you do not want to lead in that you are more invested than she is. Yeah. And this girl is in college. You're also in college. OK, so why play it safe? If you're already hooking up with her, this is what you do. This is how you seduce a girl, fellas. You're hooking up with her in your car. You start kissing her neck. See how she reacts. Start nibbling on her ear, whisper dirty things in her ear, see how she reacts. Then you slowly start grabbing her thighs, massage her thighs. If she doesn't pull your hand away, she doesn't pull her leg away, you are in the clear. Then you start moving towards the you-know-what and start massaging that area. See how she reacts. It's all a seductive game, fellas. I think she felt you were too passive. Either that or you didn't build enough attraction or sexual tension where she wanted to see you the second time. But young college girls, what do we always tell them, Adam? The younger the girl, especially girls in college, the more alpha, the more narcissistic you have to be. And I think you dropped the ball on that. There's nothing you can do at this point. If she views you as a friend, you put yourself in the friend zone. That's it. You don't blame the girl. You put yourself in the friend zone and you have to learn never to do that again. Yeah, and uh, this is a good moment, too. Uh, we got three, let's see, next Wednesday, starting January 3rd, we got three spots remaining for the five weeks of live coaching with Zara and I. We're going to put on a little seminar before each session, leave, leave plenty of time for your Q&A, and you're getting all of our products and programs so that you will be able to go in, dig in, and go, okay, what are all the texting things I need to know after I meet a girl? How do I ask her out through text? Or how do I, you know, progress this from the texting to now we're on a date. How do I escalate it forward? How do I keep her attraction high? We're going to give you all of that stuff. If you're sitting there going, I don't even know how to meet women. We got, you know, um, strategies on places to go to meet women, how to use dating apps. So you're going to have all of that knowledge at your fingertips. But again, a lot of guys try to learn too late. They get into a situation and the girl doesn't respond and now they want to fix it. I am much more on that mindset is, you know, if you, uh, if, if you failure to prepare 
is preparation for failure. So if you're trying to dig yourself out of holes with women, it's much better if you see it all happen before and now you know how to play it. And that's what we're here to help you guys with. So again, if you're interested, we have a landing page now. It's going to be linked in the show notes below, www.textingprince.com forward slash game. And that will give you all the details about what you will get on this five-week coaching program plus our products and courses and eBooks. So if you're interested right below in this podcast, you will see the link, click it. You can take a look, email Zara or I if you have any questions about it or if you need any work, if you need us to work with you on payment plans or whatnot. Yeah, and guys, we want to make sure this doesn't happen to you like it did with Anthony in this situation because that used to happen to me all the time. Girls would get buyer's remorse. We'd have a great time, great first date. We're hooking up in the car, but no second date. And I would tell myself, what did I do wrong? I did everything right, but I realized what I did wrong. I was too passive like Anthony was. I would reach out to them during that week. I would start giving out boyfriend vibes. And the girl would slowly just pull back and say, "Uh, you know what? Nah, not for me. I just want to be friends with you. Now that doesn't happen with me anymore because we learn from our mistakes. But we want to make sure that this doesn't happen to you guys. We can break down every situation for you. We all want you to date beautiful women. We all know that you deserve a beautiful girl that you could be in a relationship with who will remain submissive to you, who will respect you at all times, and who will love you and show admiration. Okay? Those are the most important when it comes to a woman. And we will teach you everything. So make sure you guys sign up. You don't want to miss out on this. You get all of our courses, like Adam said, for free. Okay, there's a payment plan on there as well, but stop investing in women for now. Invest in us, learn the game so you don't lose any more money and any more sleep when you start dating women, (laughs) okay? It's better to go in with a plan than go in with no plan. Yeah, 100%. And I know that there's girls in my past, it's like, oh, this was the girl I really liked. And if I just knew the things I knew now, back then, I could have had her. And it's like, that was the the mindset of regret that I used to have. And now it's like, I really do honestly feel, and it's not like every girl in the woman wants me or every girl in the world wants me. But when I get a girl interested in me, I know without a doubt exactly how to play it. I know how to keep her interested. I know what to do to keep that girl not only attracted to me, but grow that attraction. That's a skill I didn't have before. And I lived in regret, but now I don't have to live in regret anymore because I know the game plan. The only time I make a mistake is if I go against something I know that works. So I'll give you nice. guys an ex- I'll give you guys an example. Okay. I didn't know this shit back then. And this just happened to me with a Colombian girl, beautiful girl I met at the gym. We already slept twice with each other. Second night she slept over. I finally told her what I did. I showed her my social media, my website. Now this girl was like, ah. He thinks he knows women. He thinks he knows game. He's a dating coach. So she began to pull back. I tell you guys the test, the test, the test, the test to see if she's a good woman after she sleeps over. I'm about to take her to work early in the morning. She didn't do my bed. I stopped her and I said, hey, do you mind doing my bed for me? She gave me that little hissy feel like, oh, do I have to? She ended up doing it. She did my bed. And then I told her, Anytime you sleep over, I expect you to make my bed now. And she said, oh, you're one of those. You're used to having submissive women, don't you? 
giving me an attitude. And I said, nah, listen, don't don't tell me what what I'm used to having. Okay. That has nothing to do with this. It's just out of respect. So now she pulled back. This is one of the the evil natures of women, right? They pull back at them. And you understand why they do this. That's that's the best tool they have in their toolbox to get you to chase them. They pull back. So what did I used to do back in the day? I start chasing them even more because they want you to be submissive. They want the power in the relationship. So women will do this, fellas. If you chase after her, you're a goofball. You lost. She got what she wanted from you. This is how they manipulate men. Me, play it cool. If she comes back, cool. If she doesn't, I don't give a fuck. But I'm not chasing any girl, especially after I already slept with her. Okay? So these are the things we can teach you, fellas. That's one and of the best tricks that a woman uses is the pullback method. One of the evil natures of women. Yeah, and it's so simple. If you can, if you can really think about this simple, it's like, like Zar said, that's her best tool in her toolbox. Why? Because she has... In her opinion, an abundance of options because there's so many guys that are willing to simp for her or be betas around her and chase her. So that's her best tool. If you take that tool away by going, I'm not going to chase. I'm not I'm not a guy that chases. And I'm not saying you tell women that, right? That's speaking with your words and say your actions. But when you instill that mindset, I'm not going to chase her. Her best tool is gone. And now she scrambles. Now you put yourself in a category of few men in her life because there's very few men that understand that, have that backbone and go, no, I'm not going to chase women. I'm chasing my purpose. I'm chasing the goals in my life. And that woman will either come and play along or she won't. Most guys can hear that. And you hear these videos and you go, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. But we all know when you have a girl that you like, it's different. You start to go, you start to trick yourself and go, well, but this girl, well, she did. She she sent me the good morning text. So I I can chase back a little bit. I can show I'm into her. It's like, again, when you keep it simple and you go, if if you're not going to chase her, right, then the game's over. If you solidify that in your mind and she can feel that through you, she has no other option than to start reaching out and chasing you. But most guys cave too early on and that gets them in trouble and then the more you scramble the more that woman goes mm -hmm. see i got this guy i didn't you know i can hang back i can flake on him i can make him do all the chasing because he's just like all the other guys and then you get yourself into a rut that you can't really pull yourself out of especially if they know they find out what me and adam do and the texting prince so now they think they can play the game they think they're smarter than us so what do they do right they begin pulling back as if they're losing interest because they want you in a scarcity mindset. They want you to be the submissive one. And we all know a lot of Latina women are like this. They want the man to be submissive, but we don't chase, fellas. Okay, this is the game we're teaching you. That's one of the evil natures of women. And this is how a lot of guys fall for the manipulation. And they have you by the nuts. They know they got you. But... Let them come back. It might take weeks. It might take a month. I don't give a fuck. I've already moved on talking to other girls. I don't care. Okay? If a woman feels that way where she lets you sleep with her, she gives up her prized possession, which is between her legs. She gives that up to a man, and she doesn't want to chase you. She doesn't want to reach out and see you again. What does that say about her? Not about you.
okay? Is it worth even being with a girl like that? Because a lot of girls, when they sleep with a man, a good quality woman, they'll reach out to you. They'll want to see you again because it doesn't sit well in their stomach to sleep with a random man. They don't do that that often. So they're going to want to see you again. They're going to want to reach out to you again. Okay, that's one of the evil natures of women. That's one of their manipulation tactics. And I know Adam's going to break down hypergamy and the biological factor that goes into this, the hardwiring of women. And I'd love yeah, to hear this as well. I think this is a good way to frame it too, because when we say the evil nature of women, the more I understand about women in game, I don't look at it as an evil nature of women. It's more of the evil nature of women compared to what we're told women want and women are attracted to in a man, right? We're told in the romance movies how you're supposed to tell her how you feel, be there for her, be the shoulder she can cry on, all of that stuff. We're, we're told that you're supposed to be that guy. So in comparison to reality, these the nature of women can seem evil because of what we're brought up with and told. But again, if you look at it like a scientist and you didn't know the mating strategies of women and someone told it to you real, then it wouldn't look evil it's just evil in comparison to what we're told in society of what women want and what women will actually tell you they want because they're hearing the same stuff that we are they're hearing the guys should pay for all the dates they're hearing the guys should check in on you and all that stuff so they're told that we're told that but the reality is different and that's why all of these real things that we reveal about women can seem evil but again when you look at it like a scientist and just understand the mating strategy that men and women are different this will help prepare you so you're not surprised when a woman moves on because of a move you do. So when we talk about hypergamy, hypergamy with women, right? Is that inside of every woman, a woman wants a highest status man to protect and provide for her and her children, past or future children. Maybe she doesn't have any yet. So we know that women want the highest status man that she feels she can attain. So again, when we're told as men to tell her how you feel and all that stuff, the minute you do that, the minute you're overinvested in a woman, biologically, her mating strategy goes, if I can have him, I can do better. So she starts to actually look at that guy that is confessing his feelings for that, you know, in the romance movies, that guy ends up with the girl. But in reality, that actually pushes a girl farther away. And one part that I thought really, you know, put this all together for me was the first time I read about war brides in The Rational Male uh, by Rollo Tomasi. And so this idea of war brides, I think this will help um, understand why women play the game so different than men, is that in the history of civilization, men are the disposable class. Men get shipped off to war. Men are out fighting other tribes. The women are the ones that are kind of protected in the society. So if in, let's just say in the history of time, when tribes would conquer other tribes, the men would come in and fight and take out all the men, kill off the men. Men are disposable in that sense. Well, women had to then either adapt to the new situation or die. If a woman was married to a man in some old tribe and a new conqueror comes in and kills her husband... Now, right, if you look, think of hypergamy, she's looking for the highest status man to protect and provide for her and her children. So a woman had to develop this characteristic of being able to adapt and move on from relationships far faster than men 
because if a conquering tribe came in and killed off all the men, those women that had ex-husbands or, you know, the she had a dad of her children, they had to go, all right, if I don't adapt and find this new conquering tribe, find a man in this new conquering tribe and be able to move on and become loyal to this guy, myself and my children are dead. We're not going to survive. They're going to either kill us off or kick us out of the tribe. So understanding that about women, when women have that ability to move on faster. And so when she finds a better option that can provide for her and her children, that is when she goes, okay, it's in my best interest to move on from this guy and go to this higher status guy. Again, it's programmed in her from the survival days of conquering tribes coming in, killing off her husband, and now she's left with nothing. So that's why when we go into the real world today, it becomes crazy because, right, she still has that same instinct. So if there's a guy that she meets, Billy Beta, and Billy Beta might have all the provision and resources that she needs, but he's all into her. He's so clingy. He's like, anything for you. You're my one and only. That still triggers this innate biology inside of a woman that she goes, well, I already have this guy. Is this going to be the best guy for my future survival for myself and my children? So I know that in reality, in today's world, the guy could do everything right and a girl leaves him and we can call that evil. But when you understand why this happens, it makes a lot more sense so that guys aren't sitting there confessing their love, giving their entire life for a woman and then being surprised now when she takes what that guy gives him kicks him to the curb and moves on with a different guy that she sees is a better future outcome for her and her children. And how many false paternity tests are out there where men are raising children that aren't even theirs? Because just like in the rational male, right? Alpha bucks, no, no alpha fucks, beta bucks. They have yep. a child with the alpha, then they manipulate the beta male provider to take care of that child and they hide it for as long as they can. Even if they get caught, they won't take accountability. We all know the evil nature of women is they do not take accountability. They'll blame you for what they did. Even if they cheat on you, even if they have a child with another man, it was your fault. You weren't there for me. You didn't yeah. support me enough. I've heard some statistics in the United States, it's up somewhere upwards of 25% of men are raising children that they believe is their own. That's not one in four men. I mean, there's all sorts of different statistics on this in different countries, but that's when I've heard repeatedly over one fourth of men are raising children that they believe mm -hmm. are their own, but they aren't. Now, again, that looks really, really evil. But if you can take your emotions out of it and go back to war brides hypergamy and understand that right a woman had to develop this characteristic of looking out for herself and her children not the random guy not the provider guy so <laughs> that woman in her own mind will be able to rationalize it she'll go well this is he wasn't getting he wasn't feeling my emotional needs and all that stuff so she went and slept with some other guy that she was attracted to an alpha guy that in her mind had higher status than the guy that she's currently with. And she can rationalize that because again, her growing up in survival, she had to be able to rationalize that when conquering tribes were coming in, killing off her husband. And now she goes, well, 
I wasn't able to attach completely to that guy. I have to be adaptable. I have to be able to move on. That same instinct still lives on in women. So in these days, it still gets played out. It's just, but it's still kind of science and biology. If you really look back and, and think about it from a scientific perspective, it can make sense, but it can really look completely evil to guys that aren't aware of this type of instinct in women. And that's why women fall out of love much quicker than men do. And men fall in love much quicker than women do. So when a girl already broke up with your barnacle ass, she's already with the new guy that week. They're talking about their 401k. They're talking about golf clubs, the future, where they're going to get married. Shit like that, fellas. Because women, <laughs> they have an uncanny ability <laughs> to fall out of love. And that's due to their adaptable nature. They have to have another man that they can fall in love with or be with in order to survive. It's a survival mechanism, especially if the man died or something happened. She would have to be on to the next one very quickly. Okay, that was yep. to ensure the survival of her kids. So another evil nature of women, fellas, they fall out of love much quicker. Before they even break up with you, they've already been cheating on you with another man. They've already met the other guy. Monkey yeah. branching. Right. I mean, you really, I mean, really think about that. If if a girl, even if a girl has a boyfriend these days, and you know, the the cliche in red pill is she's never yours, it's just your turn. Well, again, just think about that simple from war brides. <laughs> if you're with this girl and at any day now a new tribe could come in and conquer, her eyes are always in a sense looking for that adaptability because what if this guy now comes in and slays my husband? I have to be ready to adapt. So even though in our civilized world today, we can make it seem like she doesn't need to be looking out. She has everything she needs from this one guy. It doesn't change the nature. It doesn't change the reality of hypergamy and the realities of how women have uh, adapted to the harsh times of the past. Women are always in a having their options open in that sense. But that's why we talk about games so much. And guys don't want to hear about game. Guys think that once they get the girlfriend, the game's over. Once they get the wife, the game's over. But no, that's just part of it, right? If a girl thinks that she can do better, that's when her eyes start to wander. Doesn't mean she's going to cheat on you right away. But if she gets that feeling that she can do better, that's when her eyes start to actually kind of look up and go, what else is out there? And that's why it's so important is a man that you can't make a girl feel that you are more interested and invested in her than she is into you. Because once you do, that's when her hypergamy goes, well, I have this guy, so maybe he's the best I'll ever get, but maybe not. So now her eyes are open looking versus if I have a girl in my life, right? She might meet some other cool guys, but since she never knows that she has me, she's always chasing me in a sense I am still a guy that she looks up to and goes, can I get this guy? I don't even know if I can get Adam. So her tunnel vision still is focused on me rather than some new guy that she meets at the club or at her workplace because she never knows that she can have me. Therefore, she's always wondering, is Adam the best I can ever get? I don't know. I can never attain him. And, and this all goes back to one hormone, right? Testosterone. So men can be violent physically where we can off someone and women will go like oh my god i can't believe he did that but us men we can understand especially when there's violence around it's in our nature to be physically violent 
when the time arises, when when it when when it's supposed to happen, right? Okay, when you have to defend yourself or defend your woman's honor. But we're not telling you to go out there and be violent, but that's just how men are, and it's due to testosterone. So since women aren't as physically as strong as men are, how, how do they compensate through what's in their brain? They have to compensate through manipulation. They have to compensate by being cunning. They have to compensate by faking their emotions, by making you believe that they love you. So that's how women compensate. And that one hormone, testosterone, does the trick. And there's a myth where men are more violent than women. I tend to disagree. I just think we're violent in different ways. So when a woman wants to get a man beat up, what does she do? She'll get other men to beat him up. She'll cause a scene at the bar. She'll get her family members. Oh, he touched me or he said this to me. Go kick his ass. Go beat him up. So she'll get a group of men to beat you up. That's how manipulative women are. They know how to be cunning. But men, if we have a problem, we deal with you face to face. Okay, we don't have to get anyone else to come beat you up. But that's where that's where the manipulative nature, the evil nature of women comes in. They have to compensate for not being as physically strong as men are. And that's not a negative thing. That's just a survival thing. If men are going to be created, whoever created us, if God created us to be stronger physically, how would he create women to be stronger? They can't be stronger physically. So they'd have to compensate by being able <laughs> to be more manipulative, vindictive, <laughs> okay, petty, mean. They'd have to do things that we can't fathom. We can't even believe that they can do to us, but other women can because they understand. Yeah, that's it's a good point. It, it really goes back to, again, simplifying of like how men are more direct in their communication. Women are more indirect, right? The, the What a woman says is not what she means. We always hear that, right? Guys are more direct. Well, in that same way, like Zar said, if a girl wants to get a guy beat up. She indir indirectly beats him up by getting other guys to do it for her. or like I've had multiple women in my past that when I didn't want to commit to them and they saw my business or found out about my business, they tried to blast my business. They tried to get people. They tried to cancel me in a sense. I've had, you know, girls go on Facebook rants about me and try to get me in trouble with what I do for work to try to dis just destroy me in a sense indirectly by destroying my business. So there's that indirect versus that direct approach. And I call women psychological ninjas. I think that women or men have that that the physical toughness over women, but women have that psychological toughness in a sense. This is why a lot more men struggle from PTSD than women do. Women have that ability in their mind to be able to shift and move and be able to self-rationalize things and be able to be a psychological ninja on men and be able to manipulate in those ways to again right counteract that physical strength uh that physical toughness that men have so you got to be ready with that that's why women also are so good at testing men and guys are like why is she testing me i just like her for her i don't need to test her and all that stuff it's like again that's her game that's her strength that's her war chest she has that psychological piece whereas men have that physical piece yeah and what do women tend to do They'll use their children to gain, to gain leverage over their man. And I've seen this so many times. They use their children as leverage to have power and control over their man. And I've seen a lot of men broken down because of this, especially in the workplace. This one toxic girl 
who kept texting nasty things to her ex and saying how she was going to keep the daughter away from him. You're not seeing her this week. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, God damn, like women can be evil. And they use that as a petty tool. That's how they are vindictive. They'll tell their children certain things about you to make you seem like the bad guy. That's how vindictive women can be. They will literally get their children to hate you growing up. Men don't do that. Majority of men I know, we don't do that to make our children hate our mothers or their mothers, I mean. Yeah. We don't do that. Okay. We don't try programming our children to hate anyone. But the women, mm, if they hate you, they want to be petty, they want to be mean. Man, those children will grow up for years until they realize that their mother was lying to them. Yeah. And, and, that, that and, and even if she get caught, she gets caught, Adam, what do they do? They'll never take accountability. And they'll always blame the man instead. Well, it was your fault. I told the children all this bullshit. They'll never even say sorry. <laughs> it's not in a woman's <laughs> nature to take accountability. So if you meet a woman who actually takes accountability, you have a rare gem right there. A woman who owns up to her mistakes. Hey, listen, I fucked up. You know, my last relationship didn't work out because of X, Y, Z. And, you know, I learned from that. That's a good quality woman. I have yet to meet a woman like that. <laughs> I have yet to meet a woman like that. Yeah, and that's a good point, like you said, too, right? If she uses the kids against you, that's an indirect way of physically beating you up since you can't physically mm -hmm. do it. If she uses, a lot of times, friends and family, right? You'll be in, you'll hear about divorces where there's a big group of friends and now all of a sudden divorce happens and they all had to pick sides and the woman is able to spin all the friends in that group, the family members around to make the guy look like the bad one. And that's her physical way of beating that guy up. In a sense, that's her strength. That's her way to survive. And again, it goes back to war brides. When we talk about accountability and all that, right? Women had to adapt in a sense to worry about themselves. We heard of solipsism where the, a girl feels like the world revolves around her. Again, in a sense, she had to develop that to survive because if she goes, well, I was married to Czar and he was such a good guy. I will never love another guy like that. And a, another guy comes in and slays Czar and Czar is dead now, right? She has to be able to get rid of that guilt she feels about herself. She's got to be able to uh, not even take responsibility in that sense going, well, I pledged my life to Czar. It's like she had to adapt and be able to go, well, Czar just couldn't hang with the new conquering tribe. I have to move on to the bigger, better, stronger guy in that sense. So these, all these things that we talk about, women take accountability. To me, it makes perfect sense when you think about how they had to adapt to survive. But when guys don't realize this, because guys grow up with a different code, we grow up like, especially if you had a strong father in your life, like you take accountability for your mistakes. That's on you. You should have done something differently. And that's where guys get in trouble with women is when guys play that honor card that they go, well, I'm an honorable man. I will never say, it. well, again, women fight differently. We could say women don't fight fair. Maybe you're in a, a sword fight with another guy and pulling out a gun is unfair. It's like fight like a man. Let's use our hands. Let's use a sword. Well, women don't have the same hands. They don't have the same uh, ability with a sword to overpower a man. So they learn to not fight fair in a sense. And that's kind of what we see in the modern dating age. Even if it doesn't make sense right now in today's culture, it still is evolutionary. It makes sense from the past of how men and women grew up in the different times that we grew up in. 
If a woman wants to get revenge on you, fellas, and she wants to be extra vindictive, she will go sleep with your enemy. She'll sleep with your best friend. She'll sleep with your brother. And only women can get away with that. That's their evil nature. That's why when you see all these court cases where the woman just tries to take everything the man has, she has no remorse whatsoever. Once again, it goes back to the principle of women aren't physically as strong as men. So what did they do instead? They try to take everything you have. That's their way of beating you up. So this is why we tell you once a woman loses respect for you and she has no feelings for you, she doesn't give a fuck about you, fellas, at all. That's the evil nature of women. They don't care what happens. This this actually happened when I was working at the oral surgeon's office and the oral surgeon told me how he had a case at the hospital where he had to do a facial reconstruction because this guy actually tried to off himself because his wife wanted a divorce, this Russian woman. She wanted a divorce. He was depressed. He tried shooting himself, but he ended up surviving. He tried shooting himself in the head and he survived. So as he's recovering from the surgery, his Russian wife walks into the room and she hands him the divorce papers with her lawyer there as this guy just got over a traumatic event of trying to kill himself and i tell you guys women don't give a fuck they don't care you guys once, think that yeah, they care one, yeah. once they've moved on that's the thing about yeah. it is once a woman has moved on again her solipsistic nature that had to be uh adapted to her for her to survive in the past of her looking out for herself and her children now, it's like if she breaks up with a guy, she ends a relationship. In her mind, it's as good as a conquering tribe came in and killed you off. She already had to get rid of you to move on with her life. So even though you might not be physically dead, in that sense, when the relationship is over, when the divorce happens and now you're in divorce court, family court with that woman, right? You're as good as dead to her in a sense for her own nature that she had to adapt to so that she could survive for herself and her children, past or future. That's how it goes. So when that breakup happens, there are so few women that I know of. One is my aunt. My aunt is actually one that in divorce family court, she could have taken a bunch of money from her ex-husband. They're still really good co-parents now to their child and their divorce. But she said, no, I don't want anything from him. I want this to be amicable. She grew up in a wonderful household. She grew up with family all around her. She didn't have, but out of all the women I talked to and all that, it's like, whoa, that's rare. Because most women will feed on the girl's side and go, hey, you got to do what's best for you now. Take everything you can from him. You got to worry about you and your children now. That's the commentary that most women are going to get. And it's hard for them to fight that in their biology to go, yeah, but I should. He was a good guy to me for 10 years. I should at least be fair about this. It's like, not only is that not in her nature, but everyone around her, the divorce lawyers, the the attorneys, everyone around her, friends and family are going to say, you got to do what's best for you now. So it's important to understand this stuff so that if something does happen, you're not surprised. Mm -hmm. um, you're not distraught in a sense. You can see it coming. It happens now. It's like when I see a divorce that happens with my buddies now, what I know of is there's going to be a war going on and that girl, it's going to get really ugly. That girl's going to try to take what she can. And in her mind, in her 
um, in her body, she's going to feel this is best for her and her children. She deserves it, right? This is all what we've been talking about this whole time of how women adapted. What I know now in that situation is I need to be there for that guy because he's going to have the world against him and he's going to have a really dark, dark time. But I'm prepared for that now because I understand this and I can look at it, you know, it, from a scientific spot and not go, oh, she screwed you and all that. It's like, it doesn't matter right now. I just got to be there for that guy because he doesn't know it's coming. So guys that aren't aware of this, what we call evil nature, they get in a really dark, dark place. But that's why it's good to know beforehand going in. And again, when it gets to less, not like divorce and all that, but just even in relationship to with women, you got to understand you can't let a woman believe that she is your life. She is your world. She is your everything. You've got to have her believing that you're still her top option by always coming off is that high status man and not and always coming off that you need her less than she needs you. Yeah. And I think two of the worst things that women can do if they want to be vindictive and spiteful and you hear about these all the time and I have to use the word grape instead of the word I want to use so yeah. we don't get banned is false grape charges. You see all these false grape charges. It happened to Mike Tyson back in the day. It also happened to Tupac where a woman feels like they were used. Now they want to be spiteful and they claim that these men took something from her forcefully, which I think is BS, especially if you're a celebrity, but there's so many men in prison over these false grape charges. And I think that's one of the most evil things that a woman can do. But that's the nature that they have. It's the nature of the beast. And I'll never forget when they were interviewing Tupac outside of the courtroom as he was going through this case, the, the false grape charge. And one of the reporters asked them, why do you think she's doing this? And he said, why do you think she's doing this? Because hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. I'll never forget that. And I believe it was Shakespeare that first said that. And it's so true. You cannot make a woman feel scorn. Hell hath no fury like a woman that feels scorn. She will do anything in her power to be vindictive and to ruin your reputation and to take everything you have, including your dignity, with no remorse even 40 years later down the road. They don't care. They'll still claim that you did it even though you didn't. And he got... Four years in prison because of that. Mike Tyson went to prison as well. They favor the women. They favor the woman's word over yours. So you have to be careful what you do, fellas, who you surround yourself with, make calculated decisions. If you know something is off with this person, do not take that risk. Don't do it. Me and Adam are good to the point where we can sense a woman's energy and we know what she's about. If she's an energy vampire, if she's going to try to ruin our reputation, nah, we're good. We're not taking that risk, fellas. But also, the point I'm trying to make is don't treat women like dirt. Don't treat them like crap. Because it will come back to bite you. It will come back to haunt you. Never disrespect the woman you're with. Never be abusive towards her physically, emotionally. Okay, you can still play the game. But you don't have to be a dick to her, fellas. You don't have to destroy her self-esteem. You don't have to destroy her ego. Because there's no coming back from that. She'll remember that 10 years. 
from when she from when she left you fellas it never leaves a woman she'll always remember what you did to her and if she wants to be spiteful she will find a way to get you back don't cheat on a woman because you're not ready for that comeback and a lot of these influencers that preach it's okay to cheat on your girl it's just exercise it's not it's not because one woman can ruin your reputation and if she wants she can go sleep with your brother with your worst enemy she can sleep with your entire family it's easier for her than it is for you if she wants to get back at you so i'm just letting you guys know i'm not the type that believes in cheating on a girl when you're in a committed relationship with her i don't do things like that because i know karma is real and the vindictive nature of women the evil nature of women they will find a way to get back to you and the last thing was you always see how women poison their husbands, their boyfriends, or they try to get a hitman. They hire a hitman to get rid of them. That means that they've tolerated the disrespect to such an extent they wouldn't leave the girl, so now she has to get rid of him. It goes back to like the Will Smith and Jada Pinkett with what she's doing. Okay, if he's not going to leave, I'm going to try to do everything in my power to just push him away. Like, please just leave me, Will, with the disrespect that you keep tolerating. If you let all that slide, you know what happens next? They start putting antifreeze in your coffee. They start putting fentanyl in your drinks. They start poisoning you. Over time, they start putting rat poison in your food. They start hiring a hitman. This is the evil nature of women. And I saw an episode, it was actually a documentary, of how the wife ended up putting fentanyl in the husband's margarita that she gave him one night. He ended up passing away in his sleep. For the longest time, detectives couldn't figure out how he passed away, who did it, or if he just overdosed. That same woman, his wife, ended up writing a children's book on grieving, and it became one of the bestsellers. I think she was on Oprah. She was on all these shows. She was going around as if she was the victim. She was the one affected. They found out, detectives later found out, it was her that did it. And she was there soaking it all in, right? The attention, the fame, she was getting the money. She wrote a book on how to grieve, a children's book, after she offed her own husband. That is the evil nature of women. She lost so much respect for him. She just wanted him gone. And she seemed like an angel. So this is why we keep telling you guys, you cannot tolerate disrespect from a woman. Leave. Walk away. Or else they will find a way to get rid of you. If you don't walk away. And I think Jada Pinkett is going to do that to Will Smith very soon. Very soon. Yeah, that's it. It's and also it. Johnny Depp. And it happened to Johnny Depp with Amber Heard. She was disrespecting him so much, he still wouldn't leave her. And then she pooped on his bed. She was throwing bottles at him. And we all know how that happened. <laughs> how much disrespect do you have to tolerate to the point where a girl squats and poops on your bed? That's embarrassing. And that that does that does kind of bring me back to how we kind of started with like the war brides thing or hypergamy is when you commit to a woman, you maybe you get married and all of a sudden, if she doesn't feel like you're the highest status man for her, right? She starts because you're simping for her, you're doing things for her, you're, you know, 
everything's for her. You're not keeping your backbone, your purpose as a man. And now she's in a sense stuck with you. She's committed to you through marriage. Well, then you'll see the dead bedrooms that come out or women will treat their husbands like with such disrespect. And again, she's trying to be able to leverage her way out to find that new guy because she no longer feels like you're the highest status man for her. And then it can get really ugly on different ways of how that now plays out. But it goes back to that very simple part of hypergamy. She wants the highest status man that she feels she can attain to protect and provide for. So again, whenever you're making it, even if it's subtle, you're giving her the feeling that she's more valuable than you are in this relationship. You need her more than she needs you. That is when you're putting her to in a corner in a sense. She can't enact her hyper or her hypergamy desire to find a new high status man. You guys are legally committed and all that. Well, now it can get really ugly on how the breakup comes apart so that she can be free in a sense, whether it's anti-freeze in the coffee or, you know, not giving this guy sex or flirting with other men in front of you. But that all stems from if a girl doesn't feel that you're her best option, you're her best catch. And that, again, is why game is so important to understand in every phase of relationships, whether it's dating, a first date, texting a girl, all the way up to in a relationship with her. And then it gets more and more and more intense the further you commit to her, especially legally, because now you have so many more repercussions that can come from you when you get yourself in that situation if you're not ready. And I mean, this all goes back to, I think mindset is so incredibly huge. Like if a guy doesn't have the mindset down, he isn't under, he doesn't have a healthy mindset and really can can understand what he's getting into with these psychological ninja warrior women. If you don't have that strong mindset down, that's why Zara and I try to teach you like, we got to reprogram your mind. We got to reprogram your mind for success with women because if your mindset is not strong and a girl feels that, she senses that, it's just a matter of time before she gets her claws in the nooks and crannies of your psyche and can pull that apart. So you got to be very emotionally strong as a man in today's dating world to have relationships with women. Yep. I'm going to end it on this, Adam. If you lay down with dirty cats, you're going to end up getting fleas. So remember that, fellas. <laughs> okay. Whatever that means to you. Remember that one saying, do not lay down with dirty cats. Okay. So all right. remember, I think that was a good, I think program. we gave them all. Yes. <laughs> I think we gave them a lot, guys. We're not trying to freak you out. We are trying to prepare you and understanding why, again, guys that don't think game is important. Yeah, there's two ways to go about it. Don't deal with women. Well, that's one option. It's a safe option. I like the game. I enjoy the game. I like being with women. I like having that interaction with women. But if you are going to play in the arena with dating and women, you've got to understand game. You've got to be psychologically strong or there are so many ways that women can throw you off your mental state. They can throw you off your purpose. They can throw things at you because they are psychologically tough and they don't fight fair in a sense. I'm putting quotations marks on that because us men believe that direct, take responsibility, be accountable and all that. Well, we play different games. So when you're dealing with women, you've got to learn game. You've got to be psychologically strong and then it can get fun. But 
we gave you a podcast here of how it cannot be fun if you're not prepared. It can be really tough if you're not prepared. So if you want to be prepared, you got Zara and I here. Remember, we got three mm-hmm. spots left is of the time we announced this podcast. Um, so if you're interested, go right to our link below the show notes here, and you will find all the information out about how you can transform your life, your mindset, your ability to attract and deal with women. It'll be starting January 3rd, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys. I really do. I love all of you. Let's let's make sure we can help you guys learn this this game so none of this ever happens to you. Because, Adam, you know the story. I've been there before in a toxic relationship. And the woman ended up breaking into my parents' house, finding their stash, stealing the money. I also had cops called on me. It was It, it was insane. And that's when I understood how evil certain women can be when they lose all respect for you. I had... Her hands put on me. She was swinging on me as well, cheated on. And guys, it's it's not a good feeling. But you swear to yourself, you make sure that will never happen to you ever again. Ever. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Take care.